All right, all right. Welcome back to another three-peat podcast, our sports-focused podcast of Are You Entertained? I'm Trey Lessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, with Brandon Ogden and Chase Menaslade. Uh Today, potentially, has a, we might be doing a mixed bag of things. Normally, we've been doing uh, NBA thus far, but might delve into some different things today. We'll see where the conversation goes. But uh, as as you guys know, the the real brains behind this operation. So let's have at it. What's right. up, guys? What's up? All right, let's start. Let, let's start with uh, the big trade. Uh, we we're actually going to do kind of a guess of what a Chris Paul trade would look like, what a Russell Westbrook trade would look like. We talked about that last pod, and sure enough, they get traded for each other. And what was it? Was it two first round picks? I feel like it was two picks, two swaps. Two swaps, yes, I believe that is correct. So um, let's start with with um, do you think the Rockets overpaid to get Westbrook? With the two picks, obviously. Yeah, so part of me – so the whole thing when um, Daryl Moore was coming out and telling us how, you know, they're fine, CP3 and Harden are fine, I feel like – which did you hear Chris Paul? Chris Paul actually just said the same thing. He said it again. Yeah, and Harden said it too again. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you don't send two picks and two swaps unless you're trying to really get him out of there. I mean, Westbrook's coming back. Westbrook's a better player, but he's not. I mean, he's not that much better than Chris Paul. And you just got to the Western Conference Finals, and then you know, six games against the Warriors with Chris Paul. So it's not like I don't know. Two bad contracts, and Chris Paul's is actually longer. So, or no, Westbrook's is longer. Westbrook's is longer. But either way, I feel like that's a lot of picks to give up for Russell Westbrook. I don't even know who else Westbrook was going to go to. Maybe Miami, but they don't really have that much to send. So I feel like I don't know who they were betting against. But Yeah, it kind of seems like a theme is all these teams sending a lot of picks, and they were really kind of just competing against themselves. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's been kind of a trend this offseason. So let's think from like an actual basketball standpoint, do Russ and Harden make sense? A lot of people keep saying like, oh, they played together, but that was a much different James Harden. That was a six-man James Harden. It wasn't it wasn't uh the most ball dominant player in the NBA at that point. He was a six-man, literally. He was essentially a catch and shoot player. For the for the Thunder, he obviously drove in stuff when Paul or when uh, KD and Russ were, were you know, on the bench. But yeah. for the most part, he was a catch and shoot kind of guy, which he, is crazy to even think about yeah, at this point, right? It really is. So, what, what what's the basketball fit for you? I feel like the only way, maybe not the only way, but I feel like the best way for this to work is if you know, I don't know, I don't know. I want to say, I want to say, because Harden's the better shooter, you have Westbrook with the ball at the top. But is Harden going to be cool with that, knowing he's better than Westbrook? So then you put Westbrook on the wing, and that's basically like having, like, an athletic Roberson sitting over. Like, nobody's closing out on him. So it's just like they're going to have to figure out some ways to work. One thing that will really help, and I don't know if they're willing to do this, but they keep saying, you know, we really wanted to make this happen, so we'll make it work. But if they both actually cut off ball, then this would be way better better than – what we've seen the last few years from both of them, which is if I don't got the ball, I'm standing standing at the three-point line looking silly. Like, So we'll see what they decide to do. But I feel like I feel like they're going to figure it out. I don't know. Maybe they just stagger them a lot 
So the only time they play together is like two minutes in the first quarter and like the and then close the game out. I play like outside of that, they'll do a lot of what um, the Rockets did with Chris Paul and James Harden, where they just staggered them heavily. Like I don't want y'all on the same court at all. Both of y'all can average a triple double if you want. I don't care. Just just stay apart. I, I I agree. I think you have to stagger them. You have to give them a lot of minutes separately. Uh, yeah. I agree. The only uh, about the spacing thing. Mm-hmm. The only problem is both guys are traditionally. If I don't have the ball, I'm at half court. You can go four on five. Yeah. It feels like even okay now if I come down, uh, for at least for Westbrook, if I come down now the defense is really just going to sag off. So like, can you really cut on someone that's really sagging off? Not. I mean. Of course, you can sneak attack them a couple of times, but like I, I, the fit for me is tough to see. Um, Chris Paul at least had some catch and shoot ability. Um, actually, he, he's a decent catch and shoot, uh, uh, catch and shoot guy. But Westbrook really doesn't have it, nor has he ever really even like tried very much. And the shooting has only got worse. Well, he's trying. <laughs> he's, he's. I think he's the worst three point shooter of all time for how many he shoots. Like, there's, like, a certain threshold right. that you get past to actually qualify, and he damn sure – it's like him and Barkley. Like, he chucks them motherfuckers up. But, yeah, I don't – it's real – it's tough when you got Harden with the ball and you got Westbrook off because, yeah, what does he do? Does he cut? Okay, well, how about I just take a step forward because I'm five feet off of him already. The thing with Russell with the ball at the top of the key is now you got three shooters around you. So mm-hmm. it's really just – if you – I mean, Westbrook, Capella, pick and roll all day with three shooters – as long as Harden's willing to actually be in the play. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think that has to be, like, the bread and butter down the stretch. I think you need the ball in your best player's hands. But, you know, maybe Russell can dive for, like, small offensive rebounds or something. He's going to have to figure it out. It'll also be interesting to see if um, D'Antoni gets Westbrook to kind of take a little step back as far as minutes. Because um, he's at that point where – that body's gonna start breaking down soon. You think uh, it's gonna low manage Russ? You think they'll let him? He'll let, he'll be on point with that? Like he'll be on board? No, it, but I think you have to do it fractionally. So like it's not it's not you're only playing sixty games. It's not you're playing twenty eight minutes a game. You do it in increments, and, and you kind of space it out, and just make sure you kind of get him to buy in that. Listen, we don't give a shit about the regular season. We want to figure out kind of the chemistry of everything in the regular season, but we really want, you know, the playoffs is what we're gearing for. So if you can just take maybe three or four minutes away from what you're averaging now, if you can maybe sit a handful of games, because right now he, he damn near plays 82 every year. Yeah. You know, maybe we save you from having to have a knee scope at the all-star game, you know, like. Right. Um, do you think you think he still has trade value a year from now? Russ? Yeah, if shit like if things don't work out and you're like, okay, well we gotta get rid of him and re and rework it. Like who I mean I think you can always get get, you can get something. But like yeah. I don't know if you'll get you're not getting two first rounders. <laughs> it was it was weird that like when the Thunder first like looked to trade him, it was like it's so weird that he just made an all NBA team. Or, and then he just didn't have any trade value. Like, we understand it's because of the contract. There's so many things outside of that. It's just weird that somebody who's one of the top 15 players in the NBA had such little trade value. You know what I mean? And some of it, like, you would have thought, like, a team like Orlando 
or like one of those teams that's not really there, but like maybe just needs some excitement. You would think a team like that would have been willing to give up. I honestly wouldn't even be mad at Orlando. Like being, I wouldn't even like talk down on their GM or whatever for making that trade. It's like get somebody in there, man. That's what Detroit did. They got Blake in there. He just had a career here. Yeah, it's better than DJ Augustine. <laughs> you might as well fill the arena. Yeah, right. Nobody coming to watch DJ play, man. Oh, hey, man, that's my baby boy. Long <laughs> long. <laughs> yeah, but he was there damn before, before you were born is what it feels like. <laughs> forever. All right, let's talk, um, let's talk from Chris Paul's standpoint. It sounds like they were initially wanting – the Thunder were wanting to trade him. Um, I think they quickly realized um, there's no market for that. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like they're going to try to play it out. I think that's probably smart. I think – this is a chance for Chris Paul to kind of prove that he can still play the game. I think people forget like how great he is. And obviously he's not going to be what he once was because uh, he is older. Um, but I feel like he can kind of get back into the shape, you know, where he can show that he's an impact player. He can make a positive influence on a team and maybe at, you know, the trade dead- deadline, a team is willing to try to make a move and go get him. Um, to enhance their team and get ready for a playoff run that way. I feel like that's his best way out and kind of the only option for the Thunder. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um his um the 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 flip side to having one of the most exciting free agency periods of all time where you got forty percent of the league as free agents is forty percent of the league can't be traded until December fifteenth. So They'll revisit this in a few months and, and see what the market is. I think there'll be a market. Somebody will want them. Somebody will want to bring them in, like um, maybe Miami. Who knows? They won't win, but at least it'll be interesting, one of those type moves. So I, even- I'm not mad at I mean, there's worse situations for, to bring Shea Alexander into where you got a Hall of Fame point guard for him to learn from for a few months, if not a year. Oh, he made out way, way good in this because it's much better to learn and play with Chris Paul than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> As a point guard, a guy who like needs the ball, like that's it's way better to be with Chris Paul than West Russ. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, so let's. I kind of want to just run through some teams. Let Let's think about a Chris Paul market. All the right. one that I heard that I thought would actually could make sense is Milwaukee, if they're willing to, if if Oklahoma City's willing to do like Bledsoe. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the contracts are there, but. You could probably do Bledsoe and one other piece, and you're almost probably there um, from a money standpoint. And at least for OKC, I mean, Bledsoe's not great, but he is younger. Um, and like I said, the contract's not as bad as, as the Chris Paul contract. So I thought that was interesting because he could actually make a difference there because they don't really have a guy who can break you down, who can kind of initiate the offense outside of Giannis. But Giannis just, you know, there's no threat to a shot from outside the paint. Right. I'm trying to – it'd be tough for Milwaukee just because they got to get to that number. It's hard to get to $38 million with their contracts. I feel like they have – like after Chris Middleton and Giannis, I mean, Bledsoe is your biggest contract at 15. So you'd almost have to throw in, like, Brooke Lopez as well, which they I know they don't want to do. I mean, it have to be, like, Bledsoe and, like, Ilyasova and Robin Lopez. It just have to be a bunch of salary dumps. But Lopez just signed. Bledsoe just signed. So does, you know, do the Thunder want to take back those contracts? I mean, they'd have to send some picks. I don't know. 
It'd be interesting. I, I, I just think from a fit standpoint and the uh, the chance to actually compete for a, a title, I think that would be best case scenario. Hey, especially in the East. I, you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in favor of this. I want Chris Paul in the East on that Bucks team so they can get to the finals. I want Chris Paul in the finals, man. He deserves it. He deserved better than this, man. <laughs> going out sad and no KC. <laughs> all he going to do is, like, he might get the all-drip team next year with Shane, <laughs> but that's about it, man. This is sad, man. Do you think he'll even do that, like, annoying-ass teammate, ride everybody in OKC, or do you think he'll just be like, I'm fucking done? No, absolutely he will. It's ingrained <laughs> in him. You can't – you can't – he'll be – it'll be February. They'll be, like – They'll have like 20 wins, and he'll be like, "Come on, man! Like I was shooting the ball at half court again, like yo, yeah, good old, good old times with Chris Paul. That'll never stop. He might hit somebody in the nuts again this year. You know how he gets down. I, I could see him doing that, or I could see him like growing the beard out, getting kind of like, <laughs> and just being like, "Listen, I'm here to collect checks and nothing else." <laughs> just transitioning. Yeah. Just put a Brett Favre to uh, a Rod on Shay. Like I ain't teaching him shit. Yeah, shoot every time, Rook. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. He gonna be looking like Kyle Lowry at mid mid season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else on the Chris Paul Russ Westbrook? Anything last thoughts on that one? I still I still can't believe they got so many picks for Westbrook, man. I thought he was past the point of like I yeah. thought there's like there's like a point in your career where you go from you got to trade assets for him and you're trade or to where you transition to where you're trading assets to get off of him. Right. You know I, mean? I thought that Westbrook. And I think a year from now, he'll be at the point where, all right, if Houston wants to get rid of him, they're going to have to attach some picks to him to get rid of him. But, or maybe this is just a unique situation where they had Chris Paul they were trying to get off of, and that's why Chris Paul's <laughs> contract is so bad. You do have to send assets, even if it's for Russell Westbrook. But, yeah. He's traded two assets, you know, in, in those draft picks that you sent. So now it's even harder to get off us. Right. But that's about it. I mean – the Thunder aren't bad. If, they, if Chris Paul stays there all year, they got a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. If they can get Steven Adams back to, like, uh, you know, a fraction of what he was, let them do a little two-man game. That's such a bad contract, man. It is. It's a terrible contract. He may, he making Giannis money. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> that, might be, that might be a sneaky uh, worst contract trying to get off that. It's tough. Because, like, also the center is such a dying position. Yeah. Like, that's bad. That's a bad one. All right, let's. I want to talk Bradley Beal. Uh, rumor came out that I don't think he signed, but the Wizards offered a three-year full max at, like. They're going to. I think, what's today? 20. The 24th? Yeah, on Friday they can do it. And it was, it was three years, 100. Was it 111? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Brad Beal take that? Absolutely not. If I'm Brad Beal, get me out of here. Like the old D-Way commercial. No, <laughs> I'm not signing that shit. I'm not staying in D.C. with hobbled John Wall. Uh, is that the same link? Is John Wall got four years left or three? I want to say four. It's so bad. I'm going to check. I'm going to double check just to. Because that would be just. And, and, like, the weird thing with Beal is he, he came in and he had those, like, bad knees, like the, the ones that last a career. Yeah. Imagine if those just really, like, declined and they had those two for the, that cap hit. Okay, so John Wall got four, including this upcoming year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's four years left. So if he signed for three, it'd be, yeah. They'd be there at the same time. Be tied together. And the last thing I want to do is tie myself to John Wall. 
that's, that's tough. But yeah, like, yeah, I, a few years ago, I thought he was going to wash out the league, man. I thought he was going to Brandon Roy it because he had the situation where he was getting stress fractures and they put him on a minute restriction where he could only play 30 minutes a game. Yeah. And now, you know, John Wall goes down. He averaged like 27 and six after after John Wall went down last year. And I think he averaged the most minutes in the NBA after that. Yeah, which is crazy. He's got bad knees. So let's let's think through a trade for Bradley Beal. The Wizards have like given all indication that they do not want to trade him. Some of that might be posturing, just driving the price up. No, I doubt it's posturing, man. Or maybe or maybe it is, and they regret it. Like as far as what the Clippers could have gave, given them, because the Clippers called them and was like, you know, listen, can we get Bill? And they were like, mm, I don't think so. They really, looking back, if you could have got eighty percent of what you got or what they gave to OKC, if you could have got, let's say, three picks and two pick swaps and those two players, that's a haul for Bradley Bill. Yeah, they probably sick to their stomach. Um, speaking of the Wizards, they just. They just made Tommy Shepard their yeah full time to yeah full time GM. So there's that. Um, still don't trust the front office. If I'm yeah, Bradley Bill, I'm, after after the draft, after free agency, like yeah. what? That shows how bad of an organization you are. But you almost have to though, because at this point it's like, yeah, well at least you know we're not so stupid because he drafted his team. If you bring on a new GM, it's like, hey, look at all these guys we got for you that you had no choice in picking, and yeah. Um, but for Brad Bill, if I'm Brad Bill, I'm turning down that extension, and y'all can highlight me in a year, bro. We're getting out of here. Or now. I'm requesting yeah. trade, really. Yeah, I'm surprised he has it. That kind of feels like the midseason next superstar that's going to do that. It kind of feels like it has to be him. As, I don't think anybody would blame him. As soon as I read the Woes tweet where it said uh, Kawhi to the Clippers, I was like, hey, man, Bradley Bill. <laughs> Bradley Bill is next. I was like, Bradley Bill and Giannis, who's next? Uh, so Bradley Bill is next on the chopping block. I feel like me, everybody wants him, but who's got the best package? Have you have you thought about this at all? Um, a li- not not a ton. Uh, the the ones that I keep hearing from some of the bigger people, Denver um, could put together a good package, and Portland could also put together a big package, and there'd be enough financially where it would make sense. Um, and Washington would get enough uh, pieces back. Yeah. Um, before before the Paul George trade happened, I was I was all in, and we hadn't gotten to it on the pod yet. But I was all in on Denver. Has the who who can make a better offer than Denver? Right. You know what I mean? They've got so many guys. You, they could throw in. Gary they don't. Harris. They don't have to touch Murray or Jokic. Right. They could throw in like Gary Harris. And like Monte Morris and Michael Porter Jr. and like some picks, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe oh. throw in Jeremy Grant. Outside of that, I mean, of course, OKC could just be like, "Yo, we'll give you, we'll give you like Shea and like five of these picks or some crazy shit." Yeah, I just don't know if that makes sense for OKC. That kind of feels like what's the point of building all this up to try to get Bradley Bill because you don't have anybody to pair him with unless I, I wouldn't get Bill. Until I or I wouldn't get Bill unless I planned on getting rid of CP3. I don't need those two together. Like I don't know what the ceiling is on that relationship. But then once you do that, it kind of feels like, okay, what's the point of trading for Bill? Maybe getting three more good years out of him, four more years out of him, or just keeping Shea on a rookie contract. Honestly, that's assuming he resigns. So right now we got to look at it what it is. He's got two years left this year and the next year. 
Right. So that's what you're looking. That's what you're trading for. I mean, if you're OKC, I guess that would be more of a win now move. If you're betting, he's if you don't think he's going to resign, I would get him. I was thinking about getting him just because of the fact of to get more stars to come, you need somebody there. Yeah. So, so look- for that reason, what if I threw out the Knicks? Who are they offering? Well, I mean, you're, four power forwards. Yeah, you're, you're you're throwing in RJ. You're throwing in all the picks oh, that you have. Nice. The Dallas picks. Yeah, you're basically throwing all the picks in, and then what you're what you're saying is you get Bradley Beal, and then maybe we can actually make a serious run at Giannis. Okay, the problem is that Bradley Beal's part of that 21 summer free agency class. So unless he unless he unless you trade for him and he signs, now you're looking crazy because you got him, but then he's a free agent. So maybe you're hoping that he'll just plan on resigning and. Calls Giannis and is like, yo, join me. But he also might just might just walk. And now you don't have Barrett. Right. But then you're at the New York Knicks. You don't have anything anyway. Man, they're not doing nothing until until Dolan's out of there. We know. That's why it's like, do you just take the risk? Maybe get Beal, maybe let him see what New York's about and be like, yeah, I can just stay here. Okay, That's, if it's worth the risk. If Miami hits you, hits your line, and it's like, hey, we got I got Bam, I got Harrow, I got Winslow. That's all their young talent. And like a pick or something. What do you say? I would say throw in Drogic, go sign way to a max, and we'll attach John Wall and we'll do that tomorrow. Pass hanging up. I would never do that. <laughs> Listen, I don't think there's any deal that gets done where they could bring Wall back <laughs> or send Wall back in with them. Yeah, no, probably not. It's an untradable contract. I'm trying to think of who even has the space to pull off a move like that. Nobody right now. Like, everybody's damn near hard cap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? And let's say come December, everybody, you got contracts to trade. I feel like the only – there's not that – I don't know. Well, you just you, – you, I mean, you're matching – the problem is you're matching, like, $60 million. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis might have to trade their whole team to get to sixty million dollars. <laughs> okay, hear me out. If you're if you're the Wizards, is there a better player in a trade that you're going to get back than D'Angelo Russell? Anybody who's prop like most likely, like realistically eligible to trade for Bradley Bill, is there a player you're getting better or getting back better than All Star? Yeah, not not a player. There's probably better assets you can get back, but not a better player you get D'Lo you got D'Lo for the next four years you got you and John Wall together yep for, for what that's worth yeah I'm not sure I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the right like to me I don't know if you want players I, I think you literally just want the picks who's got picks right now okay CS picks right now um the Pelicans yeah forgot about them I want to see Bradley, Bradley Bill on the Pelicans I think that'd be good they need to treat Zion like he's a rookie quarterback, and they need to try to. I feel like they need to try to win as soon as possible while he's. No, I like. I actually really like that comparison of the rookie contract. I think that's a that's a smart take. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, but, that, not not that they can't win later with him on a bigger right. contract. But like, yo, you got him now. You got an All Star in Drew Holiday. Go get that. Go get it now. I agree. I agree. him out of town before he has another blood clot. Like. <laughs> 
right. So, so okay. So we've talked those two trades. Let's talk one more. Did you have any last words on Bradley Beal? No, but if he does get traded, I'd like. I feel like the best three are the Nuggets, the Pelicans, and the um, and OKC as assets. But I'd like to see him. I, I want to see him in New Orleans for sure. Okay. That's my favorite. New Orleans would be cool. Um, all right, let's talk uh, D'Angelo, last last trade candidate. Do you Wait, get- real quick, real quick. If yeah. Denver traded for a bill, would how how far would they shoot up, like, best team in the West? So my thing with Denver is I, I like them a lot as a regular season, like, just collecting wins teams. So, like, for me, it's not it's not about that. It's if you get Bradley Beal, how does that impact your actual chance to become a finals team? Because like I don't see them as a true finals threat right now. I, I see them as like a threat to get the one seed, but not as the finals. So I, I feel like their biggest problem is that they don't they have to they get down the stretch and they have to depend on Jamal Murray to, yeah. <laughs> to save them. And uh, your your best player, who's I mean, arguably, no, he's a top ten player right now in the NBA. It's not like an aggressive, like games on the line, give me the ball kind of guy. He is too passive, and he's a low post guy. And like I know he plays out, he extends, but like it's hard to win in the NBA now with a guy like that as your as your go to. Like that, that's just not the winning recipe right now. Pass foot, your pass first seven footer. Right. <laughs> not like Kevin Durant, you know. Like yeah. That doesn't work. So. Um, I think if you give them that, I, I think it actually makes them a chance, uh, makes them a real threat to win the finals. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's why, yeah, okay, I, I rehash it. The Pelicans and Denver. Because if he goes to Denver, I'm like, oh, what's what's happening here? You know what I mean? Yeah. The other one that a lot of people throw out is Portland. Just because, and it would be kind of cool if they were able to keep Lillard and McCollum and Beal. Like, I just don't know who they're trading. Yeah. Uh, Nurkic. Um, uh, Collins, a lot of bigs. Yeah, but they're sending mad bigs back. He's pissed. He's on the bench. They're gonna uh, get the rights back to Greg Oden. Speaking so, of bigs, no. Speaking of bigs, they just signed Pau Gasol today. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> who did? Portland. Oh God, they want them all. They're collecting all bigs. I feel like that's Hassan Whiteside insurance because there's no chance that works out. No. They might like cut them or like buy them out. I hope Dwight Howard gets bought out and they sign him. <laughs> Is he, does he be bought out? Is he a free agent? Yeah, he's still got, I think, a year left, don't he? How funny would a Dwight Howard Hassan Whiteside team be? Funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on, let me see something. They have the four biggest shoulders in the league, I know that. Yeah, he's Dwight Howard's a free agent right now. He is? Yeah. Someone, I was reading an article, and they were, like, best buyout candidates, and he was on there. So, that's good. Well, you know you're killing it when people think you're a good buyout candidate and you're actually a free agent. I have no idea where he's going to go or if he gets picked up at all. Yeah, he might not. He goes to China and is like, oh, wait, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. $5 million Dwight Howard. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. With Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Chocolate City. Yeah. Okay. So, so D'Angelo, uh, if you had to guess, is he traded before the end of this season? Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? I think they ride the season out. You know, they'll go in. He plays a bunch of minutes while Clay is hurt, um, and then Clay comes back, and they see what they got. 
really. I mean, that's a three-headed monster. Yeah. What if it's just looking like it's really not going to work? They're not. They don't have really. They're really outside the playoffs. Midway through the year, um, there's just no connection. He's not really handling the offense the right way because you know, they don't really want to conform to the pick and roll type team. Uh, and it's just it's just showing that it's not going to work. I I feel like you ratted it out. You do. I feel like you need to. If I'm if I'm Golden State, I need to see what him. Clay and Steph look like together before I decide what I'm going to do with D'Lo. Yeah, the hard part would be for for Golden State. It would almost like it'd be interesting to hear them if you like really thought about it in detail. Would you rather have Steph hurt for this time frame or Clay? Because you probably would rather see what it looks like with him and Clay versus him and Steph. Because I think there's an obvious fit with him and Clay. But when you him and Steph together, like that's I feel like a harder pitch because there's no one else to help spread the court on that team right now. Yeah, but made sense. Either either way, it's two players to spread the floor. Right, but I, I, I see I see what you mean where Clay doesn't need the ball, so it kind of works easier. Right, that's right. what I mean. It's easier to get him acclimated and probably help his trade value if it's him and Clay versus if it's him and Steph. I just I feel like um. I feel like it. It's I feel like it's easier or it's better to see what you got right now in Clay or not Clay, but D'Lo and Steph together because they're going to be harder to match. So at least you can you can figure that out because Clay, you drop in. Yeah. yeah. Regardless. So what I mean when I when I say like wait and see what all three look like together, I'm not worried about meshing because once you get figure those two out, drop Clay in, it's going to be beautiful. Right. But how far can, do you think they can go? Type thing. My, my, my main thing was more about if you're really just like, we're going to trade this guy. For trade value purposes, I think it would be best for them if it was him and Clay versus him and Steph. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Because then you can let him run pick and roll all day and get his numbers up. But right. I feel like he'll have numbers regardless because who else is going to score on that damn team? No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I don't even know who – do they even have a backup point guard? Uh, let, me, let me think. They signed Alec Burks. They signed – Alec Burks. You want to talk about always like a top 15 potential guy. Like, man, if Alec Burks just puts it together, <laughs> no, he's not going to put it together. He's only like 22. Yeah, no, he's not going to put it together. I'm trying to think, like, who else have they been signing? Who was my Bowman? Look, hey, uh, let me just look at this guy. Backup point guard, backup point guard. Uh, they don't have one, so maybe they, maybe they, maybe they stagger uh, D'Lo and Steph. Who knows? <laughs> We're going in full. D'Angelo Russell's our backup point guard this year. Yeah, Quinn Cook walked. They still got McKinney. They they got Glenn Robinson the third. They got Burks. They got Amari Spellman, um, Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole. Oh, Jordan Poole, he's a shooter. But uh, also, I just have to now that I'm thinking about this article I read today. Ah. Uh, uh, it was. It had the best remaining free agents. Oh no! Ari Stoudemire was actually listed. I was about to say Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was Monte Ellis. Listen, I saw I saw workout videos from both of those men recently. <laughs> <laughs> for the big three or for? for <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was some like it was at like a twenty-four hour fitness type environment. I don't know. Yeah. Ari didn't look like he really had it, man. 
Did you see the video of everybody going nuts about Ben Simmons shooting at the Lifetime Fitness? Yeah, yeah. You know I, what? I think I, Andrew, I don't care. He could do it in the preseason, and I wouldn't care. For what it's worth, they said they were talking like there were no NBA players there. Andrew Wiggins was there, so put some respect <laughs> on that fadeaway. You know, Andrew Wiggins uh, was cooking his ass. <laughs> he really was though. No bullshit. I watched the whole video. Man. It, was, it was crazy. I did too. He, he watched him. Neither one of those skills will uh, develop into the regular season. Yeah, I, unless he's going to shoot in it. Show me, show me come season time, man. I don't want to see it now. Melo's shooting, too, for what it's worth. Yeah, Melo's always shooting. That's all he does. He's always shooting. <laughs> and, like, I saw Melo trying to teach Donovan Mitchell the jab step. I was like, man, look, there's other people you can learn from. There's Mello, a lot of time in the summer. I'll give Melo credit. He did have a good jab step. Yeah, it's there. But Elbow, he was a good jab step. It seemed like he always jab stepped into a shot, though. Yeah, in the driveway now. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. You you had on your doc uh, Jordan complains about tampering. I haven't honestly heard this at all. Yo, no, no, you know what it was? I, I I heard or they reported that he was like complaining about the Kimball situation, like with the Celtics. But like basically, what it was is like him, like thirty million less than the max. Yeah, you can't complain. Right, the richest rosters in the NBA <laughs> taking over like a a ten seed. Yeah, no, it it was it was basically him and a bunch of other owners that felt like they got the short end of the stick on this tampering shit, and they were like complaining, like we gotta get the tampering rules together and yada, yada, yada. I think they need to get rid of them. Or, like... Like, no tampering. like Or they could make it where um, contracts end, like, after the finals. Yeah. Rather than, like... Remember last pod where I was like, they don't really have a free agency period where you can go meet with teams and stuff? Yeah. There needs to be an actual tampering window where you get, like, three or four days where you can bring free agents in. And I feel like that would kind of fix a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows after the playoffs are over, you're on the clock anyway. But at least you can make this real this time. Instead of instead of saying contracts are until, I don't know, when's, when was Kyrie's contract up? Like June or July? Like right before July? Yeah. You know, just have it be, I mean, that's only a few weeks difference. Just have it be right after, the, as soon as the finals are over, that's when contracts are over. So don't, you know, don't be mad about whatever happens. Sports leagues do this weird thing where they always have their own calendars that never make sense. So, like, the NFL, like, a week or, like, a couple months ago, they were like, oh, it's the start of the NFL calendar year. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not. Like, yeah, it, when when training camp starts is when the NFL schedule starts. Like, yeah. leagues always do that really weird thing, and I, I've never understood it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just – but yeah, the owners just complaining. It's just it's all all it is them wanting more ways for to be bailed out. Yeah. Every move they make, every step they make is just trying to be bailed out from making bad decisions. Yeah, and their fault. Yeah, and then there's unintended co- uh, consequences like the supermax. Okay, great. You can offer your superstar more money, but now you end up with the John Wall contract, the Chris Paul or Chris Paul didn't get it, but the um, Russell Westbrook contract, and guys turn it down. You know what I mean? And it's like. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I was wondering, like, this might be the last summer that we see people trading four draft picks, five draft picks. Granted, this is the only, I mean, these are the biggest 
pause in NBA history. Why am I going to continue to give up five draft picks if guys are signing two and three year deals or if guys can ask for a trade anytime? You kind of got to know your situation. So like with Los Angeles, you've got a stable head coach. You think you can win now. And if you win now, those two-year contracts probably really turn into five total because you're probably re-signing. Um, you know, if you're, like, going on a win, like, I think, like, a team um, like Brooklyn. Let me think. like Or not like Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn, you know, on the come up. But if they were to make this move where they traded for KD, they traded for Kyrie instead of free agency, then it's like – you got two years. If that doesn't click, especially with those two personalities, we'll say, if those two really don't click, then you might have just thrown everything away for those two years, and it you you, you might not resign either of them. Listen, man, you're describing the Clippers right now. What's that? Describing the Clippers right now. Not so much as if they don't get along, but listen, they could both be wearing purple and well, not both of them, but one of them could be wearing purple and gold in a couple of years. Yeah, but but if they win it, if you win a championship with the Clippers, you're not going to the Lakers. True, but that's a big if. Right, but you're banking on that with those two type of players. Yeah, you're banking on that, it, it, and you still have the stable front office. You still have the head coach that's proven that they know how to kind of build the thing back up. No, yeah, I, I get it. I I understand. Like they're still going to get the biggest hauls because they're the best players and. The situation is, I'm, you know, if I'm trading for Anthony Davis, he said he wanted to come here. Of course, I'm gonna give everything up, whatever, whatever. Pelicans had him over a barrel, but I just think that are we gonna see all of the trades like marginally kind of dip because it's like, yo, if everybody can leave any minute, then why am I gonna mortgage the next five years for yeah. when somebody could leave next year? Next year, if Paul George wasn't feeling that he could be like, I'm out of here. Obviously, that's unlikely, but could happen. I see what you're saying. I think really the big thing, I don't give a shit about tampering. I don't think anybody should. The one that is kind of weird is if there's like public statements made when someone's already on contract that has not like a half year, but like multiple, like the Anthony Davis stuff was, it's, it's weird. And I would be kind of pissed off if I were a New Orleans fan or in the front office. Like they were very clearly tampering here. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. Like that's what it was. Yeah. And that, that one could piss me off. But there's other stuff where, like, like, uh, is it tampering because Draymond was texting Katie in the Western Conference Finals? Like, no. I think player to player, you can't get mad at because you right. have to stop. Because all you got to do is delete text or be like, okay, I'm going to call you type situation. Or, you know, like, you can't stop people from being friends. Right. You know I mean, I think, like, front office to front office, you can stop it. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't – I have a problem with, like, um, Doc Rivers compares Kawhi to Jordan, and now you're gonna find fifty thousand dollars. It's like, well, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's different if you have like actual proof of tampering versus this guy's you know, did an interview and stupidly said somebody's name. Like, I can't say somebody's name. Right. Or even like how the Clippers were just preparing to go after Kawhi, and there's a lot of reports about all the stuff they were doing, kind of on the background to to yeah. get Kawhi. That's not tampering. That's just them getting ready for the off season. Like, yeah, like th- there's got to be some context within the within each of these, and yeah. people don't look at the context, which is part of the problem. I think some of the teams that are complaining are just complaining because they lost, and they should focus on having better front offices and trying to 
be a better organization because if you're Charlotte, if you're OKC, and OKC drafted well, the only um, time you're going to get good players is drafting or trading. Right. Okay, so why would I want to stay if you trade for me unless you have a great organization? Or right. why would I want to sign there? If the right. Nets still had a terrible organization and Progorov was still the full 100% owner, they wouldn't have got them this year. They probably would have, all right, well, if they're both terrible, at least let's go to the Knicks. Right. <clears throat> I agree. Uh, let's talk FIBA. Could you name the FIBA roster right now? Did I looked at it a couple days ago. I got a pretty good memory. If you actually have it up, I I, I will try to run down this list. Let, let me let me pull it up real quick Listen, and see, see if you can list him. Hold up, pulling it up. Shit, Monte Ellis might be on there now. Shit. Oh God. And some of these people just dropped out, didn't they? So this Lowry dropped, Love dropped, Bias Harris dropped. Did he really? I'm pretty sure he dropped. Is this based on country? Yeah. Okay. okay. What we got here? We got we got Brooke Lopez. We got Chris Middle. Are you there? What are we doing? I, I I'm here. There's 16 current players on there. All right, let's get Chris Middleton. Yep. Um, Brooke Lopez. Yep. Uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. <laughs> All drip first team. Um, oh, shit, this is going downhill fast. <laughs> Hold on, there's a bunch of young guys. You said Kyle Lowry earlier, didn't you? Yeah, but he got a thumb. He, I think he backed out, or he should. Okay, uh, well, he's, he's on there as of today. Okay. Uh, shit. I was going to do way better than this, man. I got nothing. Harrison Barnes. Oh, Harry Black Falcon. Wow. <laughs> Andre Drummond. Oh, I knew that. Kemba. I forgot about that. He's the only, what, All-NBA player left that's actually going to play for Team USA? Miles Turner. Not great. Paul Millsap. <laughs> oh, Marcus Smart. Yep. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. Okay. P.J. Tucker. <laughs> I knew that one. I knew that one. Donovan Mitchell. Rocking, rocking the P.J. Tucker, one of the – he's him and Doc Rivers rocking the baldy but not baldy. Yeah, yeah. All right. These two, these two are Julius Randle. Nice, nice. New York. Thaddeus Young. <laughs> That's the one I saw the other day that killed me, bro. <laughs> uh, and their rumor – that they have I've also added Chicago Bulls for oh no that was Thaddeus Young. Oh my god. Yeah. You know they get they still tell him they gotta trim this down. As long as Thaddeus Young doesn't make it, I'll watch. <laughs> you might as well try to get Melo back. I'm, like honestly, I wanna see that. I wanna see Melo go for thirty a game against Spain and like Puerto Rico. And yeah, yeah, Tobias Harris did drop. The funny part is we're still going to win. Oh, yeah, well, we should, yeah. The only teams that have a chance is Spain, Australia, and Canada. Okay, Ben Simmons isn't playing. I don't know if Serge is playing, but that's fine. Who else they got? Rubio? You know what I mean? Canada. Canada is, what, R.J. Barrett? Wiggins, Shea. Jamal Murray, Shea, Wiggins. Decent little team, but, I mean, shit, we got Julius Randle, so, you know. <laughs> we got Thaddeus Young, man. <laughs> 35. 
Oh, that's that's bad. That's bad. Okay, I had one other thing on the dock. Um, let me pull it up. Um, Dream NBA changes for next year. I kind of want to save because I think we could almost do a whole podcast on that. And I think there's some interesting stuff that I, I kind of want to do like a deeper dive on that. All right. Okay with you? Yeah. All right, so I went through some best fits for free of uh, the remaining free agents. So I kind of just want to – I'm going to rattle some names, and you just kind of tell me what you think their role should be and where they should go. First of all, when you first said best fits, I was like, yo, is he about to, like, pull up some pictures and be like, yo, what is it? Yeah. Is his dinner right. on point? <laughs> um, Speaking of fit pics, um, Zion's with Jordan, and that picture of him with the Slam Ball magazine is horrendous. Yeah. Have you seen it? I had Zion on here for part of the bench ball. Yeah. I don't know, man. Listen, when's the last time Jordan Brand put out a shoe that wasn't a uh, Jordan that Jordan wore? Right. That you actually were like, those are, those are nice. Think of all. Think of every Chris Paul shoe, which basically well, is the same one shoe, shoe in there that I really liked. Nick uh, Mello. Uh, Melo's never really did anything for me. Blake Griffin, they discontinued Melo's line. Blake Griffin has <laughs> been wearing Jordan Superflies for like eight years straight. Well, what was the best Chris Paul shoe? I for what it, I don't know how to. I don't know if you ever know what this looks like. I like the six. It's not even the best looking shoe, but I had a pair or two, and they played real well. So it's my favorite. What are you gonna do? But it was kind of ugly though. They're all ugly, man. I don't know. What's, I, it's just all the Westbrooks are ugly. Like we're gonna have ten straight ugly Zion shoes. That's it. It's gonna be like they're probably gonna be real bulky too. Oh, for sure. It's gonna be like a phone positive or some shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, so here we go. Best best remaining free agents. This was all in that same article that listed Mari. I, I politely took him out. I politely took Monte Ellis out. Their number one was Earl J.R. Smith. I forgot. Okay. I forgot he was a free agent. He's not coming to L.A. I oh. think they said the Lakers are holding one roster spot open for Iggy. That's the rumor. Um, J.R. Smith. Maybe Bucks keep signing people. I don't know if they need them. They just signed Corver. They just signed, I don't know, somebody else. Weston, maybe. They got a lot of spots open. Mine, mine would be Golden State. Oh, you know what? I like that. I want him to. Well, he already got his. Ring. I had a. So I used to have a bunch of favorite players of guys who just kind of were. So Nick Young, J.R. Smith, O.J. Mayo. <laughs> that shot the ball a lot. A.K.A. Chase. Listen, they all and um, what's his name? What's his name? Javale. They all yeah. things now. <laughs> OJ because he decided in 2016 when the cap spike happened and everybody was getting paid that he was going to get busted for weed and <laughs> been in the league for two years. But, uh, yeah, J.R. Smith, I feel like the Rockets could use him. Bro, you, you can't put him in there. Why not? That locker room's already got enough problems. Him, Gerald Green. Bro, him, 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 Gerald Green, and Harden and Westbrook would be at the club. Six nights a week. JR's a reformed man now. He got a he got a kid. No, he's not. This <laughs> he just, still has his shirt off. This man just played a celebrity all star game with his shirt off. Oh, I forgot about that. He might have even damn near. He might have wore jeans. I don't even remember. Just jeans and some boots. Not us the brand. 
Um, I'm honestly though, I I can't think of any team where he's a difference maker. So I'm trying to like I just think Golden State doesn't State, have yeah. shooting while Clay's out. Yeah, Golden State can use him. They kicking the tires on everybody right now. Right, they can definitely use him for sure. Uh, well, let's we'll stick with the uh, former Cavs, uh, Iman Shumpert. Oh God. <laughs> you know, I actually thought he gave the Rockets some decent minutes last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um. Who could use a gut? Maybe, maybe the Warriors again. They just try everybody out. They just uh, have an open tryout. What about? Oh, what about the Sixers? Yeah, I was just about to say that. I swear to God. Yeah, I they was, need they need they need some defensive guards that can kind of help on the perimeter. Yeah, exactly. Somebody, somebody who can just defend point guard. The only problem is you're just adding more non-shooters. Yeah, yeah. All right. Maybe J.R. Smith to the Sixers. Who knows? Yeah, there we go. Uh, Kenneth Fareed. I got nothing, man. Listen, Shanghai. The Rockets, too, for a stretch there when they bought him yeah. out, when he got bought out. But they only they only signed him or traded for him because they had, like, seven people on the roster. Yeah. They, they just literally needed him for, like, a month stretch so they could get yeah. everybody up. But – he did play well. He did. I'm surprised nobody else picks him up. Like, why? Why right. was he? Like, why is he unwanted? Why was he sitting on the Nuggets bench forever? Like, why? I feel like a, my like, team would be Detroit. They don't really have like a, oh, an athletic wing. Um, I keep just thinking of like, sort of like playoff teams. Yeah, oh, I had to throw a non-playoff team in. I feel like a team that could use I keep trying to feel like but the, the a team that could use J.R. Smith might be Utah. Yeah. What about Portland? Portland, I don't know if they I don't know if they need another big as far as Fareed. That's my only thing. Uh, sorry, I was going back to JR. JR? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Alright. Didn't uh, they lose Mo Harkless? Huh? Didn't they lose Mo uh, Mo Harkless? Yeah. They traded him. They can use JR. Um, Nene. <laughs> Retirement? Wherever Vince Carter goes, because they both go into a team that's trash and they just need to mentor young guys. Vince Carter's next on my list. Yeah. So Vince Carter, Vince Carter, I want him to go to somewhere to chase a ring, but that's not what he does. He wants to chase playing time. What about Memphis or back to Toronto? Oh, God. Back to Toronto. I like it. All right. He'll actually get some minutes. They got a lot of young guys. OG's coming back. But, yeah, back to Toronto. Toronto homecoming. I like that. And then retire there. Because I think – is this uh, – he hasn't decided. I think he's – He said this was his last year. He could always change his mind like he always does. But is this 20, 22, 21? This yeah. is the record. Whatever it is, this is the record. It's a stupid. Still can dunk, too, which is crazy. Yeah. No. It's, he got long ass arms. That's the thing. If he had like JJ Redick arms, he'd be like, still like. Is he six six? Six 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 seven. Wingspan is like. I feel like it's close to seven feet. It's got to be. Yeah. Perfect for like dunking, you know. But. Oh, yeah. All right. Greg Monroe. Listen, Moose. I got. I honestly got nothing. Yeah. I could see Moose. I could see Moose in China in like a a fight that goes viral. Oh yeah, I can see that. He's like clearing out a whole bench, or or Portland when they get rid of Hassan Whiteside. Oh yeah, true. And they're like, "Yo, listen, we got 
just picked up some some depth. You know, they just got deeper. One of those. Who did uh, he? Who was he on a couple years ago? Was he with the Bucks? Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, we got Greg Monroe. Yeah. Ah, he's so slow, man. <laughs> he's so bad. Uh, you think he's slow and bad? How about Marcin Gortat? <laughs> Honestly, I, I swear to God, he's not. He's not getting back in the league. I looked last year. So when you sent this, I looked at it and I was like, Marcin Gortat. I was like, was he in the league last year? He yeah. was. He was a Clipper last year. I had no clue. Yeah, even I knew that. Come on, Mister Basketball Guy. He won't play for anybody this year, man. Maybe Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. All right, and then last one, Lance Stevenson. So I completely forgot he was a player before I saw this list. Lance Stevenson did some decent things for the Lakers last year. He did. He did some good celebrations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good guitar strumming. Um, Lance Stevenson. I would say I would say the Grizzlies. Yeah, sure, man. How much trouble can you get to in Memphis? Can I can I add one to the list? Yeah. Jamal Crawford. Yeah. He had 50 on the last game of the season last year. Yeah, I don't care. He seems like uh, he'd be a good guy to get, like, on a playoff team. What if you're just trying to sell, like, what if you're just trying to, like, okay, hey, we just come see the Jamal Crawford show 41 times this year. Charlotte fans? They got Terry Rozier. What do they need him for? (laughs) You're not selling anything to the Charlotte fans, and nor should you. And you know what? If my owner said, come check out the Crawford show, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tickets for a dollar. I might pay someone to take them. Getting rid of all your merch. Yeah, there's no point. Okay, also, Zion's contract for his shoes is like $10, $11 million a year. Lou Williams? I would have thought he got more. Lou Williams makes $8 million a year. Who's Lou Williams signed with? The Clippers. Six oh. months a year. Okay, I thought you were talking shoe contract. I was like... No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. In real life, yeah, actual yeah. profession, he makes $8 million. Signed, if he would have been a free agent this year, he would have made so much money. Listen, man, the Pelicans, the Pelicans come to L.A., Zion picking up the tab. He got to. Zion asking, Zion... I asking Lou Will if you want to head to the mall. He can pick him up something real quick. <laughs> I, know you, I know you're doing bad, man. So, you you know, know, you just, like, a pair of jeans or something? Just got to look out for a little bro every now and then. <laughs> uh, that, that's funny. I didn't even think of it. I was literally thinking that, like, you were, I was supposed to be surprised that Lou Will makes $8 million for a shoe contract. For what it's worth, he does have his own shoe with, like, a China company. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what they look like, but. Yeah. I'm sure they're doing well. <laughs> I got a pair. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chase. Anything else from the NBA? No, I got nothing, man. I can't wait to um, can't wait to see Thaddeus Young this summer. <laughs> Tom buckets for fucking Canada and the likes. Thaddeus Young, Captain America now. <laughs> hey, listen, Captain America's black now. I, I I'm all I love I love to have a black Captain America, but really. What's his name? Anthony. What's his name? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. You don't like Anthony Mackie? Anthony Mackie of Crossover fame. Which I don't know if y'all have seen. It's a movie with hot sauce. And they just battle back and forth in like a street ball. It's so corny, man. I'll never. Anthony Mackie's had some good roles. 
He'll be a good cap. He'd pop a dot. <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. Pop a dot. He's also uh, We Are Marshall. He's the dude who fucked up shoulder, misses the plane. I forgot that one. I completely forgot that, but I have seen that movie like 20 times from gym class in high school. We Are Marshall? Yeah, they, they would just pop it on. That and, and Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. That's a tough watch. It's not that good. Uh, let's see. He's also in The Hurt Locker. Adjustment Bureau. That's a good movie. Good movie. Underrated. Uh, in NBA 2K19. Disgusting. Yo, did y'all see? Um, have y'all seen? Have y'all seen when Harry when Harry met Sally? Yeah, a while ago. Really? Oh, yeah, I, I just watched it. They did a rewatchables. I just re- I watched it like the other day. It was good. Good little rom com. Whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> about it. Good little rom com. Let's chase his favorite genre. <laughs> No, I love rom-coms, man. Are you kidding me? Listen, I'll never forget one time Chase had his music playing through, like, Xbox. And you could, like, see all of his artists. This man had a full Plain White Tees album. <laughs> Yo, you gotta relax. <laughs> First of all, I, I had no idea where that was going. <laughs> Second of all, I'm gonna... I feel like maybe I played some Plain White Tees once at some point... I'll never admit to having Plain White Tees downloaded <laughs> on an Xbox. You'll never get me there. <laughs> so, so every second counts. 07 was a wild summer. <laughs> Chase was singing Hey There Delilah to every girl he not, not, not like that. I wasn't no simp. But <laughs> Hey There Delilah was a hit. All of 07 was just like Lil Wayne mixtapes, Plain White Tees, and like this Project Pat mixtape. Yeah. And like, uh, what's what's dude name? Chameleonaire. I don't know. Listen, the mix, the mix, was, mix was crazy. I would never listen to it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're done here. Trey would like right. to note that college football starts in 30 days, one month. Let's go. I can actually contribute at that point. True, true. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. kicks off Miami versus Florida, so it'll be a good game. We'll do some next. We'll do uh, next pod. We'll do some college football breakdown. Yeah. We can talk about how USC got voted uh, QBU somehow. Oh, is that what you? Okay. It might be. Yeah, uh, there's, there's some article. They were talking about which position was you know that position. Uh, uh, I will got second in tight end view. Hey, there you go. So, all right. Whoop-de-doo. Go Irish. I'm Trey Alessio <laughs> with Brandon Ogden, Chase Metaslade. This is 3P. Be back for more.